0: Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. So let's just recap just a little bit in case you're catching up, kind of jumping into the middle of a series. We, st- we started with Abram. Abram started off in his hometown called Ur. God gives him a, a message and says, I'm going to start a new people. i want, I got a land for you. And he asks him to get up and go west. He doesn't even tell him where the land is. He just says, go to the land that I will show you. So he gets Sarah and his family, and they begin to go west. It's a 1,200-mile journey to Canaan. They're actually going to stop halfway in a place called Haran. And they're going to settle there. And uh, you might remember a week or two ago, I preached the message, don't settle. Uh, you you got to finish. You don't stop. We all do that. There's a tendency in all of us to say, this is good enough. Where I'm at today is good enough. And I'm talking about your relationship with the Lord, not necessarily your bank account or your career. Uh, so he, he settles. And we all have a tendency to settle. Uh, it's something that we all Get stuck at times. And God's going to come back and reinstitute the the command again, Their covenant with him. I want you to get up and go to the land I'm going to show you, 600 more miles. And he ends up there. He finally finds the place that he's supposed to be, the promised land, Canaan, which is modern-day Israel now. And he says, this is the land that I'm going to show you. He builds an altar. And then last week I told you the first thing that happens, you, you get the famine test. When you get to the right place, everybody say the right place. Yeah. Most of our battles, most things that happened to you negatively in your life had a lot to do with the place you were at. What place were you at? And you go, I didn't know. I told him to hold my beer. Yeah, you were in the wrong place. Some of you will get that later. Anyway. Yeah, it's the place. You get in the right place if you're where God wants you to be. And hopefully today you feel that you're in the right place today like right now you're in the right place. Yes. Yeah. You're in the right place. Some of you're like, we'll see. Depends on how this message goes. <laughs> so, he's going to get there. Remember then there's a famine. First thing he does, let's go to Egypt. And he's because Egypt was not in famine. He leaves where God wants him to be to go to a place for provision. Remember I preached last week and taught you that he was operating out of fear, not faith. Look, so what's the point? The point is if you're where God wants you to be, he will feed you in a time of famine. He will take care of you. Even when everything else around you is shaken, he will still take care of you. He'll provide for you. Can I get a witness in this house where even though the economy seems to be going and you go, man, we're still doing pretty good. And I don't understand it. Well, you know, it's called faith, and you're in the right place, and God's blessing you. So he ends up going to Egypt out of fear. Remember, he's on the way to Egypt. He's got Sarah, his wife, with him. She's like 65, but she's hot, she's good looking. And he says to her, Hey, when we get to Egypt, don't tell everybody that you're my wife, tell everybody you're my sister. How many of you girls in here that are married with your husband today would have a problem if you were driving up to church today and your husband said, look, don't tell everybody you're my wife? How many of you have a problem? Yeah. So you see what's... Thank you, God, for not um, not eliminating or editing these things out of the word so that we can see that Abram was a man just like us. And that Sarah was a woman just like you girls. And so he gets there. Of course, Pharaoh notices Sarah, takes her into his house, and thinks it's Abram's sister. He's going to make her his wife. And then they, he finds out that it's not his sister, it's his wife. And then he, remember, he sends him away. He says, Just leave me. Plagues were coming on Pharaoh's house. Leave me. And sends him with goats and camels and maidservants and men servants, blesses him on, to get back to where he's supposed to be. And remember, I sang last week for you the old Beatles song. You remember that song? Get back, get back, get back to where you once belong. Get back. It's old i got to get some new material, but uh, I'm too old. We're picking up the story right there. He's getting back to where he once belonged. And we're going to pick it up in the book of Genesis chapter 13. So Abram went up from Egypt, got out of his sphere, he and his wife and all that he had, and Lot, that's his nephew, and Lot with him into the Negev, which is the arid place, the desert. Now, Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver, and in gold. And he journeyed on from Negev as far as Bethel to the place where his tent. Okay, stop for a second. We'll do it again. If it's in the yellow, you read it out loud and this sermon will go a lot faster. Here we go. As far as Bethel to the place where his tent. had been at the beginning. Between Bethel and I. So he's got to get back to the place that he started. Remember, I've told you, listen, you can walk with God and you can walk away from God. Where is God? He's at the very place you left him. Just go right back to the place. The beauty of God, the repentance, is that you can always get back to where you started from with God. And he goes right back to the place at the beginning, to the place where he made an altar at first. And there Abram called upon the name of the Lord. And Lot, who went with Abram, also had flocks and herds and tents, so that the land could not support both of them dwelling together. For, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen's of Lot's livestock. And at that time, the Canaanites and the, I'm just going to call them parasites, and the parasites <laughs> were dwelling in the land. So, you all picking up the story, right? Abram, Lot, Sarah, the whole gang is coming back from Egypt, back to where they left. Back to the same altar that he built, and thank God for the very first time he showed up. He got back to where he started from, and then strife begins to break out. Famine was the first time. He failed that test. God had mercy on him, brought him back, and now there's strife. Everybody say strife. Oh, there's something that we all love. We love, we love peace, not strife. Everybody say, just the word peace. Yeah, peace. Just peace. It's just a cool word. Peace. It's what we all want, amen, peace. If you have children, you know, you just want all your kids. Wouldn't it be great if we could get everything to line up at the same time? Kids lined up at peace. Extended family lined up at peace. Career lined up at peace. Then you have your uh, uh, your health lined up at peace. How many of you know that there are f- occasions where all of that kind of comes together all at the same time no kids doing bad you know because you're only doing as good as the, the, the kid that's doing the worst if you're a parent and then your extended family nobody's cussed you out or anything lately and then your job seems to be trending in the right direction and then your health is good and, and if you got all that pretty much and your marriage is good you and your wife husband and wife are doing well how many of you know there's that There's that little moment that you get and you go, I'm sorry, I just spit on row two. (laughs) Sorry about that. It's anointed. (laughs) That's a joke. Uh, You know what I'm talking about? Like everything lines up and then you're waiting for the phone call. Well, here's the good news. When you get that moment, just rejoice in it. But here's the bad news. You're going to get a phone call or a text message that's going to ruin it in a day. And so he gets back there, and now there's strife. Herdsmen are fighting over flocks and fields and water. And, and, and he is going to, he's, going to bring, he's going to bring Lot in and go, Lot, hey, man, come on, man. In fact, I'm going to pick it up in verse 13, verse 8 and 9. Abram said to Lot, hey, let there not be strife between you and me. This is a different Abraham, by the way. This is not a fearful Abraham. This is a faith Abraham. We, we, we saw the low light last week. Now we're going to see the highlight. We're going to see Abram's in the right place. He's thinking right. His spirit's right. He's gone back to the altar where he began. The promise of God that my wife is going to have a baby and every nation is going to be blessed through this child. And whoever blesses me is going to be blessed. And whoever curses me is going to be cursed. By the way, that promise still holds true for Father Abraham. And his lineage, which is Israel. Just so you'll know, we Christians didn't start a new Israel. We have, the scripture says, have been grafted into that vine. We got grafted in. We didn't do away with that one and start a new vine. No, no. We've been grafted into that vine. And so the promise is still true. Abram said to Lot, don't, 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 don't there be no strife between you and me. And between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we're kinsmen, we're brothers. It's not the whole land before you. And then read the yellow with me. Separate Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I'll go to the right. And if you take the right hand, then I'm gonna go to the left. And Abraham, I mean, Abraham could have. Hey, I'm the one who got the promise. So I'm going to choose what part of the land I want. That's not what he does. He brings him in and says, Lot, why don't you choose? This is a different Abraham. Abraham before Egypt, Lot, I choose this, deal with it. Fearful that he wouldn't get the best land. Post-Egypt, got a little some of that beat out of him. Now he's coming back going, I trust in the sovereign God that nothing surprises him. I'm not going to walk in fear because if something happened, it's not as if God didn't know about it. He might have even allowed it, pulled his hand back and said, then have your way. He allowed it and he's going to work all things out for his good, according to his word that if he's not finished with it yet, it doesn't. It just means God's not done with it yet. If it's not good yet, it's not done yet. And he's still working on it. So I'm not going to fear which side you choose, Lot. I'm not going to fear if a Hamas attack comes. I'm not going to watch CNN and Fox News to get my encouragement of the day. Because I know God is still on the throne. And he's still working all things out for our good. And we're under this Abrahamic covenant. Those who bless you will be blessed. Those who curse you will be cursed. And we're watching it happen before our very eyes. And so this was risky business, I think, on Abraham's part to go, Lot, you choose. I think it showed his faith in the sovereignty of God that I'm going to trust the Lord. You need to pick that up. I'm going to trust the Lord. Abraham, I mean, Lot, you choose. Left or right. Whichever way you go, I'll go the other. Uh, I think he's after peace. Peace. Hey, peace is better than your way. No, no, husbands, listen to me. <laughs> I, I've, I've gotten the phone calls over the last 25, 30 years from the husband. Man, I'm so mad at my wife, let me tell you. And she wants to do this at the house, you know, whatever. She you do that. And I usually ask them, like, how much is that going to cost you? I don't know, $200 or whatever. Bro, that's the cheapest price tag for peace you could ever pay. Pay it. Shut up and do it. And all the women said. (laughs) Hey, men, being right is not all that it's cracked up to be. I'd rather be reconciled than be right. Man, it's getting real quiet up in here. Y'all must have been cuss fighting in the car before you got here today. Listen to me. Some of you need to repent right now before we even get to the end. Just whisper over there and say, I'm sorry, baby. You're right. It really, isn't it crazy how, I think that's kind of where a lot of, I mean, I just want the peace of God. A lot, lot, you choose. I didn't want to argue with you. It's He gave them first choice knowing God was responsible for the final outcome. And then I want to zero in on something. Okay. I need you to lean in for a minute. This is an add-in. This is not Dr. Scott. This is Pastor Eugene sensing something. I think, I believe, I may be wrong, from the Holy Spirit. Abraham and Lot are about to separate. It's important. I'm going to call it, I'm going to use the, 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 the words of Dr. Henry Cloud, where he said, a necessary ending. An ending that was necessary it came to, it came from the herdsmen because the land couldn't handle it but the fact is i'm not sure abraham should have had lot with him from the beginning the word was not to get was to get you and sarah and your belongings and go and he included lot in it and so he says to him let's separate and i'm going to call it necessary endings here's my premise Listen, lean in. Here's my premise. In order for you to go to the next level, in whatever relationship, career, spiritually, in order for you to go to the next level, you're going to have to let go of something or in something at the level you're at now. It always takes, there's always a, a letting go of something so that you can grab hold of something more. So I, ha- I had a little test run at this. I don't know if, can y'all tell I got my hair cut? Thank y'all. No one has said, oh, your hair looks nice. Anyway, no, I, I went into the, to the place where I go get my hair cut, and, and uh, the, my girl, Peggy, was busy, and uh, she said, I'm busy with the hair extension. I said, I don't even want to know. Anyway, uh, she goes, she can do it. She named her. And I sat in her chair. I've never met the lady before. She's worked there a long time. And I sit there and she goes, oh, so you're a pastor, huh? <laughs> yeah, you want to be real sweet, nice when they're chopping your head off. <laughs> yes, I am. Blessings to you. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you working on today? And I said, well, today's Thursday. Today's sermon day. Today's usually where I'm studying sermons. Oh, what are you doing here? Well, I needed my hair cut. Oh, so I said, but I'm musing over it even now. And she goes, oh, well, what are you going to be talking about? I don't know. She might be here today. I don't know. I'm biting her. If you are here, you don't have to, you don't have to wave anyway, but my hair looks nice. Thank you. Um, so she goes, uh, uh, What are you talking about? I said, I'm going to talk about necessary endings. And she goes, oh, what's that mean? I said, well, here's the premise. In order to get something new, you're going to have to let go of something old. And here's Abraham having to let go of this relationship. Separate does not just mean you go find your piece of land, I'll find my piece of land. No, you're going to see in a moment there was a separation because they weren't going in the same direction. Abraham was there on a mission from God. God had spoke to him. and You're going to see it in a moment. Lot was on another mission. Not that he didn't love not Lot. He loved him. You'll see that later too. He loved Lot, but we're not going in the same direction. In other words, there are some that are holding you. No, but that's my partner, ride or die. I know, I know, I know. There are some relationships that are going to have to come to a necessary end. Watch this. Let me quote Dr. Henry Cloud. By the way, you should if you a great read Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. Let me just give you a couple of quotes from his book. Getting to the next level always requires ending something. Leaving it behind. Moving on. Growth itself demands that we move on. Without the ability to end things, people stay stuck never becoming who they are meant to be, never accomplishing all that their talents and abilities should afford them. And so with my little haircut girl, she goes, I don't know that I've ever had to do that. And I go, oh, yes, you have. You just didn't realize you were doing it. And she goes, well, what do you mean? I said, did you graduate from high school? She goes, I did. I said, do you remember your graduation? I do. Remember all the tears? I do. Oh, we'll be friends forever. Forever. How many of you know, you're not friends forever anymore? It was a necessary ending to your grade school and those relationships so that you could move on to another level, college, so that you could start developing brand new relationships that's going to lead you to further things. Are y'all tracking with me? And she goes, I guess you're right. I guess you're, I go, I am right. I'm Pastor G. (laughs) So. It doesn't matter where you're at, there are some relationships that are not going to help you get to where you need to go. It doesn't mean you don't love them. I can remember getting born again, saved. I got born again, I was saved. I can remember sitting across the table from my dearest friend since we were little bitty, six years old, all the way through high school. Best friends, best friends. I get born again. He ate. And we're in a band together. We're starting to take off. We're starting to play. People want us to come play at their parties and graduations and all these things. And we're, and we're, and we're, we're rolling. I get saved. I, I told him, he come over and I said, dude, I'm quitting. What do you mean you're quitting? I'm quitting the band. What do you mean you're quitting the band? I'm quitting the band. Jesus now has my life and I'm gonna live for him. And I can't do that anymore. I don't need to go there anymore. I don't, that's the wrong place for me. I'm not saying it's wrong for anybody else. That's that, that's y'all. for me, I can't go there anymore. I know what happens there. It's a temptation for me. I need to separate. He's going, no, 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 do, 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 do. Watch what compromise does, right? He goes, no, 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 no. Here's what we'll do, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna learn some church stuff, we're gonna learn some church music. We'll play our stuff on the weekends. And then we'll get a gig at a church for Sunday, and we'll play at church on Sundays. I thought about it for a second. (laughs) I I can't do that. I'd be in both. He walked out that day mad at me. Years went by. We've seen each other. In fact, he just texted me the other day, and I need to text him back. It's the first time I've heard from him in like four years. And just still, do I love him? Yeah, I still love him. But I had to separate in order to get to where God wanted me to go. That could not remain in my life. Are y'all picking up what I'm laying down? Watch this. Watch this. I'm going to show you how, how in just a second. In the language of Ecclesiastes, are there situations in your life where you're trying to birth things that should be dying? Trying to heal something that should be killed off. Laughing at something you should be weeping about. Embracing something or someone you should have separated from. Searching for an answer for something when it's time to give up. Continuing to try to love something or someone when it's time to talk about the things that you hate. That's Dr. Henry Cloud. It is true that for all of us there is going to be a time where we're going to have to some relationship in our life that you have to go, it's time. Now, that don't mean you call them. Somebody. Uh, when we first moved here, there was a leader in our church that I got introduced to. And, uh, and I went to Pastor Jacob afterwards and said, I'm not certain that leader should be in a leadership position. And he's like, what do you mean? I said, there's something, and we had a, a good discussion about it. And uh, he's like, I, I've been too close to it. I haven't seen it. That can happen to you. You can get so close and emotionally connected that you don't see clearly. And I said, he doesn't need to be in leadership. He goes, man, ooh, ooh, ah, ah. And I said, let me ask you this question. It's a very good question. If he came in tomorrow and said, I resign, I'm moving to Texas, what would you emotionally feel? And he said, relieved. So think about that because everybody thinks of somebody I need to separate myself from. If they came to you today and said, hey. We need to separate. You'd go, you know, you'd act like you're real sad about it. Go, oh, man. And then behind the scenes, you'd go, yes. <laughs> that's, the, that's who it is. Are y'all hearing me? That's who it is. It's that. You go, oh, ah. Doesn't mean that you don't love them. Doesn't mean you don't care for them. If you're going, well, they would never come to that. Don't go visit their place you invite them to your place so you're inviting them come to church with me on sunday hey i got this scripture this morning while i was reading and i thought of you and you send it to me either they'll end up coming to it or they'll run from it and separate from you that's free by the way you're welcome uh Watch this. So let's look at what, what Lot does. Where did he, where does Lot choose? Did he go left or Does he go right? Watch, the Bible tells us. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley, he lifted up his eyes, saw it. Jordan Valley was well watered. Everywhere like the Garden of the Lord, like Eden. Like the land. Oh, this is the very place God was trying to get them out of. Boy, he still had it burned in his brain, man. Ooh, Egypt was nice. And this reminds me of Egypt in the direction of Zor. This was before the Lord des- destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan Valley that Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Abram settled in the land of Canaan while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Yeah, anybody here knows what the future of Sodom and Gomorrah is? Yeah, he's moving closer and closer to a picture of what he saw. And I'll talk about that in just a second. And here's what happens a lot. Because there's a warning to us, because we can all be Lot. There's a tendency in all of us to be Lot. How do I know that? Because there's the spirit in me, and then there's the flesh man in me. And there's one in you, too. And whichever one you feed the most is going to dominate. First of all, he said, he lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan Valley was well watered. Everywhere like the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt. He was looking out. He was looking. He lifted up his eyes. He he, he got out of Egypt. He just didn't get Egypt out of him. He still had a longing for Egypt. There's nothing wrong with what Lot saw, but he was strictly looking by sight. Do you know what the Bible says about us, followers of Jesus, who've been grafted into the vine of Israel from Abraham? You know what it says about us? We're to walk by faith and not by not by sight. There was never a lot going, let me pray about it, Abraham. Let me seek the Lord of which direction I should go. You're going to see in just a moment. In fact, I'll just jump into it right now. He doesn't even ask Abraham what he thinks. It's not as if Lot didn't know why they were on this 1,200-mile journey to the promised land. He knew exactly why they were going, that God had spoken to Abraham. There was going to be a lineage come from him that's going to bless the entire world. He knew that, but he wasn't looking for God. He was looking for gold. He wasn't looking for, for the Lord. He was looking for land. He was on a different path than Abraham was. Are y'all checking with me this morning? And thirdly, Lot settled in and moved towards Sodom. You all hear us talk all the time about what's your next step? What's your next step? Because following Jesus is a journey. You get saved. I got baptized, I joined a freedom group, and now I'm in a group. I'm going to lead a group next time. I'm going to serve in the nursery because I love little devil. I mean, children. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, you, you, it's all a journey. You're walking on this journey. Do you know how sin works? Sin works the same way. You don't wake up in the morning and go, hmm, I think I'll have an affair today. You don't, you don't do that. You just take a step Houston Texas 25 years ago i had the guy walk into my office sit in my office and said with his hands in his face bawling like a baby i'm talking full grown successful businessman entrepreneur crying sunday school teacher Crying, going, what is wrong? I could barely understand him, and him saying, "I had an affair on my wife." I'm going, no, 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 dude, not you, not Sunday school teacher, not successful businessman, beautiful wife, two beautiful kids, three beautiful kids, three beautiful boys, not you. He, I asked the question, "How did this happen?" I just fell into temptation. You don't just fall into temptation. You don't just jump off the cliff. You don't just get to the, what am I doing here? Ah, I fail. I mean, you know, that's not how it happens. Oh, I got how it happened. I figured out how it happened. It didn't start that way. It started with stress, pressure. He's at work trying to get this business off the ground. Goes home. Things were three kids. you got to run busy busy, 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 busy. Him and his wife not connecting emotionally. Not connecting. I'm still doing, trying to do Bible studies. And not connecting. Then he gets to work. Man, things are going on. Goes home. Wife has needs. She wants from him, from him. It's just going. Everybody just take it, take it, take it, take it. He just keeps going. Boom. All of a sudden, they hire this new executive. Girl. Female. She comes in. Not All females. No, just this one. She, she, she comes in. She starts saying the right things to him. Like, God, you're, so, you're such a great leader. Starts admiring him. That's how it begins, and then he just keeps going. And then then I had this big project I had to do. She, I asked her to join the project. She joined the project. Now we're working side by side. Then I gotta go to this business meeting. She said, can I come to the meeting? Yeah, it'd be great. Come to the meeting. Then they want us to come, um, to go away. Are are y'all checking? To go away, and we're going away. What's happening at home? Stress, pressure, going away. She keeps saying all the right things. They'll go away. Oh, we got to get a hotel. She gets her hotel. I get my hotel. Hey, we're here. You want to go to dinner? They go to dinner. Every have a glass of wine. Start. Drink, start talking, house things at home. Now it's getting personal. Are y'all tracking y'all see where this goes, right? Where did it start? It started all the way back here that you could have went. Hey! Things, I'm stressed, man. I said, bro, you should have, when did you ask me to step, I'm your pastor. We're working together. All you had to do was go, I'm waving the white flag. Things are stressed out in my life. I see the land. I'm going to get in the valley close to Sodom we know where this ends up. He ends up in Sodom with the destruction coming. Are you all tracking? Now, that's a warning to you as well. You're sitting in the room now and you're just watching that. And you can go, oh, I could see how the path that I'm on could end up there. Listen, men, I know, I know. There are, through our years of ministry, I can't say that there's anybody here right now Praise God. Heidi's had to say, see that woman right there? Stay away from her. No, they funny. I go, yes, ma'am, I sure will. None. Through years of counseling, there's woman. I had to make one of our assistants sit outside the door with the door wide open while I visited with a woman. I said, you sit right outside this door. Door open. You sit right outside there. Mm -mm. We ain't going there. I'm not going to get on the road. Steps, hearing personal things in somebody's life that could get on the road to something else crazy. We are all one step away from stupid. Point to your neighbor and say amen. He's talking to you. Watch this. Look what happens. Lot saw... Come help me out, Victor. We're going to to close out. I'm going to try to get you to the Saints game before halftime. No, I'm teasing. Watch this. It's going to take me a minute. Lot, Lot saw the Jordan Valley. God showed Abram the entire land. Look what he says to Abram. Then the Lord said to Abram. Remember, Lot lifted up his eyes. Now the Lord says to Abram, hey, lift up your eyes. And look from this place where you are, northward, southward. Now look to the east. and Now I want you to look to the west. For all the land that you see, I'm going to give you and to your offspring forever. Y'all want to know what's going to happen in Israel? There's a promise in the This is your offspring's land forever. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring can also be counted. By the way, that, that's you. Arise, walk through the length and the breadth of the land and I will give it to you. So Abram moved his tent and came settled at the oaks of Mamre which are at Hebron which is where he and Sarah are buried today. And there he built an altar to the Lord. Lift up your eyes, Abraham. That's the, gr- that's the Hebrew word, Nasa. You ever heard the word Nasa? Lift up your eyes. Nasa rockets. Lift up your eyes eyes dust of the stars of sky your descendants will outnumber both men lifted up their eyes lot lifted up his eyes lot saw gold abraham saw god lot saw land abraham saw the lord which one do you want you want gold or god if you go after if if you if you go after gold you're going to get be poverty but if you go after god you might get the gold too Even though the land was still inhabited and Sarah's womb was still barren, this was the land that God would give Abraham's offspring. What did Abraham see? He lifted up his eyes and he saw. Jesus is actually going to refer to what he saw. You want to see? What did he see? Jesus is going to tell us. In John chapter 8, verse 56, Jesus speaking your father abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day he saw it and was glad what was it what he see that the lineage abraham isaac jacob you're going to, then you just keep going through Genesis and Exodus and Deuteronomy and Moses. And you just go through prophets, major prophets, minor prophets. Go all the way through the Judges, all the way to the Old Testament. Then all the way to the virgin birth of a little baby shall be called Emmanuel. Jesus, he's going to come and he's going to save the earth. Through his line, he saw it and was Oh, thank you for showing us the low lights of Abraham, but thank you for showing us the highlights that he's going to believe God. Everybody look right here. Believe God. Not believe in God, that you would believe God if he said it, that I'm going to believe God, that that's going to come to pass because God said it. I just believe God. Ah. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, oh, by the way, Free. lot separates he separates four kings come against five kings and they have a battle and lot is in the middle of it and actually gets captured he and his family and be taken back as hostages in this battle from the victors <laughs> word gets to abraham Hey, Lot, you know the battle? Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, Lot, your nephew, he's a hostage. you got to go, man, thank God we separated. That ain't my partner no more. <laughs> That's not what happened, though, is it? That's not what happened. He loved him. He goes, all right got 318 men of his own household that tells you how much ba- he was balling bro abraham was balling 318 men shepherds trained in war and went on a SIL team six night mission in the night and went and, and got through broke through the lines grabbed lot and rescued him from his choices It's not the end of life. We know there's still issues. I wonder if you made a necessary ending and if you got that phone call, that 318 phone call. I need you. Been waiting for this phone call. We're coming. I've been waiting for this moment. See, you can't really help somebody else until you go be who you're supposed to be in God so that when they do come to the end, you're strong enough to go back, 318 strong, to go back and say, come on, I know a place. Let me take you there. Let's go together. Are y'all tracking with me? That's what God wants to do with each of you. Not only does he want to show us through this of what it was like, that's why Jesus came to the earth to be on the SEAL Team Six mission to save us because we were held hostage by sin and to set us free. Do y'all receive this word today? I'm trying. I don't know if y'all receive picking up what I'm laying down. Sin separated us from God and we needed salvation. If you're born again here today, would you just lift your hands and give God all the praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that you loved us enough. We see a type and shadow through Abraham rescuing Lot that you came. You you orchestrated every detail of the SEAL Team 6 operation to get us out of our sin. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you for showing us all the way from the book of Genesis, giving us the type and shadow of the Savior of the world that would come to rescue each and every one of us, orchestrating every conversation, every every invitation, every every example that was before us. Thank you, God, that you set it all up just because you loved us that much to rescue us from our sin and our self. Thank you, Lord. But if you're here today, you got to open up your heart to this God. In fact, the Holy Spirit right now is knocking on your heart, saying, that's you. I'm here to rescue you from your choices. Maybe you looked and saw land instead of looking for the Lord. Look for the gold instead of looking for God. Maybe you're here today and you're just going, I've... I should have made some necessary endings a long time ago and it led me to some really tough places. He's here today to rescue you. The Holy Spirit's knocking on your heart store. You just got to open it up and say, God, I'm willing, I'll surrender and I'll follow you. He is life. He is the life. He is the way. He is the truth. It's a person. His name is is Jesus it's the reason why he came spread his arms die on a cross to pay for our sin to pick the penalty for us and now all he asks because he raised from the dead is that we would follow him his word and his way if you're here today and you're ready to be born again Jesus said you can't see this kingdom Lot couldn't see the kingdom until you've been born again you can't enter this kingdom until you've been born again how do you do that it's as easy as a b c a admit admit what admit you're a sinner it begins there you got to know where you're at go i'm in hostage i'm held hostage by sin b believe that jesus came to die on a cross, to give his life for your sin, and then see, confess him as Lord, make him the boss, and then follow him, if that's your heart today, if you're here, and you're going, today's my day, I'm ready to be born again, to follow Jesus, would you just lift your hand up, heads bowed, no one's looking at me, say, I'm ready, today's my day, hold up high, don't be ashamed, we've all had to raise our hand, thank you, I see your hands all over, hold them up high, I see them, I see them, hands are all over the building, thank you. Congregation, can we add our voice to theirs? Would you say this and pray this with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe that on the cross, you took my sin, my shame, and my guilt, and you died for it. I believe you faced hell for me so I wouldn't have to go, and that you rose from the dead to give me a place in heaven, purpose on earth, And a relationship with the Father. So today, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin. Come into my heart and be the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give God praise for all those? Listen, look right here. 20 years ago... Heidi's talked about it publicly with you girls. I'm about to pray over you. We had to have a necessary ending with her mom and dad. I know what it's like to have necessary endings. We love them. We pray for them. If I got a 318 call today, we're gassing up the truck, baby, and we're on a mission. But it was a necessary ending so that we could continue to go and grow in the Lord. So when we do get that call, and we will, it's going to happen, we're going to be there and strong enough to handle it. Amen? So I know, God, Lord, I know that you're putting your finger on a necessary ending in the hearts of each one of our people. And I pray, God, that you would lead them by your Holy Spirit in love, not out of fear, not out of anger, not out of bitterness, but out of love, help with that separation so that they could let go of one thing to step into something brand new. I thank you for leading them by your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, would you stand your feet? I want to pray a blessing over your life. Would you lift your hands to heaven like this? Now, Lord, would you bless them? Would you keep them? Would you cause their face to shine upon them? And they're going out until they're coming in again, may all that they set their hands to, seeking first the kingdom of God, may he bless it and prosper it. And I bless them in the name of the Father, his Son, Jesus, and the all-abiding Holy Spirit. And you just say, I receive that. We love you. God bless you. Have a fantastic day. Go Saints!